This week we're going to do things a little bit different. I wanted to summarize everything into these 19 points like normal, but look to put it all in one place for you rather than you having to open 19 different tabs. It's all in one feed. I'm going to experiment with this, see how people enjoy it and see if it makes your experience a little bit better. Point number one, your Amazon store is just like a website. Jason describes this really nicely in his post here, but what we ultimately want to be doing is taking customers on a journey to make their life a little bit easier. Point number two, Black Friday deals, do they make sense? I'm personally a big believer in the right product offering and the right price and things can go really, really well. Deals aren't necessarily going to make a ship product with very heavy competition blow up. But Joe's done a great analysis here, which shows us some figures behind what Black Friday um, worked or didn't work for him. CVR conversion rate down pre-Black Friday. You probably saw your advertising conversion rate take a bit of a dip during this period, as most of us are in that browsing mode. Me particularly, I know I had about seven, eight items sat in a certain list on my Amazon account. Thanks, Melissa, for a mini pre-Black Friday overview here. It should give you some insight. Point number four, Amazon ignoring EU legislation. All consumers, in my opinion, should be using that keeper price tracking tool to see where you're being, in essence, mugged off. Martin's got a nice example of this and perhaps highlighting where Amazon are being a bit naughty. Point number five, storage solution. Ben Elliott, two good friends of mine, been selling on Amazon for years, have had those mini violins out recently, as have many other Amazon sellers. Logistics has been a problem with restocking, but Amazon have introduced a Amazon warehousing and distribution beta, which sounds pretty interesting to help with some of those challenges. Thanks, Joshua, for that input. Buy button, number six, sorry, buy button on display ads. We've seen this button appearing in the search results across the board more recently. Amazon simply asking consumers why would they want to click more if they've already made up their mind. How good are your ads and main images right now, though? Because as that feature becomes perhaps more heavily used, people are going to be clicking through the listings a lot less. So we want to be making the sale as easily as possible in the search results. So we've got the ads, which play a role here, the copy in the ads, the image in the ads, the video in the ads. Then we've obviously got the title and the main images. Think about those if this is going to be a big feature. Point number seven horrific ad copy. I regularly bend the brother's ear on what he's doing with his hair care brand at the moment because it's working quite well and Facebook ads play a key role in that but he's always reinforcing the number of different experiments he's running. Why don't Amazon brands experiment with ads much? Think you're going to nail it with that one asset and that one piece of copy? The likelihood you're not going to be able to. Destiny's got a great example of this though. Thank you for, for that. Point number eight can all clients everywhere simply read this? Elizabeth has done a lovely, very simple breakdown on that relationship between ACOS and Target ACOS. So thank you for Elizabeth for that. I know she's also done a follow-up video to it as well of how we can use different maths to calculate it slightly differently. So check her out for that. Point number nine, variations swatch in search. I think swatch is the right word. I'm now questioning myself. Crafty sellers did this with their main images before, having those little dots of what else is available. But ensuring that your back end is tip top is going to ensure that you're more likely to be able to utilize 
this feature as it rolls up. But in essence, in the search results, it's going to increase the likelihood of a click-through if you can showcase you've got other variations available. Thanks, Arkham, for this. This brick got busted is my point number 10. Kevin David is the person I'm referring to. We've all hated those YouTube apps for years. Marie's got a nice example with a link of how he got busted recently. Number 11, vendors prepare to be squeezed. As Amazon's profit struggles, is it likely going to see them pushing negotiations, particularly on the vendor side, that much harder? Thanks, Martin, for the ongoing tips on this and how you could prepare for that better. Number 12, account health assurance. Deactivated accounts might be a lot less common now. There's a lot more posts on this. Ed did the very first one where I saw it, but you can also scroll a little bit further down on the feed to see Joshua's summary on this too, but there's lots of other content on it as well. Number 13, Amazon installments. With recession fears at a high, Amazon might be looking to shift its focus onto different incentives for customers to buy more, rightly or wrongly. Martin's got a couple of other ideas of what he feels they might be rolling into next. Number four, gotta love those negative reviews. Really nice breakdown here from Robert on why we wanna be savoring them and why there are some benefits that come from negative reviews. So go check that out. Number 15, how you can save 100 grand a year on Amazon ads. The solution is posts. They're still free, they're still very easy to set up. It's still a complete wasted opportunity for most of you who aren't utilizing it. I would simply be looking to hire a virtual assistant recycle that social media content and enjoy the free traffic thank you for destiny for the breakdown then you can see her numbers as well of where that 100k figure comes from it's not just made up by me number 16 a big amazon failure an incredible set of lessons to anyone looking to start also anyone looking to roll into another amazon business if they've already got a very successful one Proof here that even very good operators like Elliot can still fuck up on Amazon when setting up again, even though they've got a really good foundation. His write-up's brilliant on this, and we're going to do a podcast on it soon as well. 17, the money storefront. I'm yet to see this in action, but it's an interesting idea. My gut is it might look a bit grim and ruin the overall feel of the brand, or it might not. But thank you, Patrick, for that idea, and go check it out. 18, 2xing sales by split testing titles. I'm still saying the same thing year after year, but here is another example broken down nicely by Joshua of why you want to be continuously split testing titles and also how you could go about that. Point number 19, paying with Venmo on Amazon. Americans will probably care more about this than, than anyone else. I personally never use it, but I think they would like it. I'm going to continue with my wise and revolute way of doing banking, but it does sound like a good solution and may just increase conversion rates. Who knows? Okay, hopefully you enjoyed this. Let me know any comments, feedback, drop me a WhatsApp message so we can have a bit more of a conversation on what you think about this new style. But otherwise, enjoy your week.